Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Bar. Instead of uh, whatever you want to listen to, if you type in there, Galilee Student Ministry, like the message from last week will pop up. And right in your Spotify, you can listen to it. Or on your iPhone. If you go to little podcasts, the little, I think it's purple. If you click on the purple thing, like it would be right there, and you can just click on it and listen to that message, and you can say, well, you know, he talked about this last week, that having the right person is a really, really, it's, it's an important episode, and it's important to do. What's that noise? It's not. And we talked about, you know, last week, the right person, like, that's really important. It's really important. So tonight, I want to give you a few principles. Now, here's the thing with principles. We don't like principles. Here's what we want. Brian, just give me the steps. What do I do first, man? Just give me the, the, the one, two, three, and then I'll run through that list, and I'll, I will just work it, and I will, I will work the plan. But here's the thing. You know, relationships are not like baking a cake or changing a tire. I could walk you through that step by step. Well, not baking a cake because it would be horrible, but I can help you change a tire. You know what I'm saying? Like I could walk you through, like this is the first thing you do. Make sure you're safe and off to the side of the road. Like I could give you the step by step, but relationships, they don't work like that. It's not like step by step. It's, it's more of having some principles. Human relationships are much more dynamic than that. I read a quote this week. It said this, dating's more like sailing across an ocean than putting together a desk from Ikea. All right? Uh, it, it, just, it just is. You know, sailing across the ocean, there's no... There's no, hey, turn right and left here. It's you have to, the wind directs you here. And there's going to be things that come up and there's going to be a sail that breaks. And it's just one of those things. It's, it's a little different. Uh, the Bible's really clear uh, about dating. There's just not a lot in the Bible about dating. And here's why. Because in the Bible, times, you know, Dating is actually something that we've kind of created. Our culture and the, the, the cultures, you know, the years before you and I, uh, dating has, has come on the scene. But here's the thing in the Bible, most of the time, here's what would happen. The, the dad would say this. He'd have his, his daughter or his son, and here's what he'd do. Okay, um, my daughter here, I'm going to go, and I'm going to find someone in this town or someone in our clan, someone in the neighboring city or city, and I'm going to find you a husband or wife. Who's in for that? Mom and dad picking for you. Notice mom and dad picking who you marry. Who's, who's in for that? Anybody? My daughters didn't raise their hand. It's okay. Uh, I'll take that, take that here. But that's, that's, the way, that's why there's not a lot in the Bible about dating. That's why we have to take some principles that we can put to dating because it's just not something that was around in the Bible times. Like the, the guy would pick a, you know, the, the dad would pick a, 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 a guy for his daughter and she would have a little bit of say in it. Um, she, he could be like, hey, green light, red light. Um, you know, like he would have, she would have some say in that. But as a rule, the father arranged the marriage. So, you know, they got married really young and there wasn't this dating thing. There was, a, a, there was this thing called a betrothal period that was really like a really, really serious, what we would call engagement now. Like once you engage, you have the ring, and it was a really serious, like betrothment was so important and so serious, like you would even have to go get divorce papers to stop an engagement or a betrothal back in Bible times. 
Like that's how serious it was. Like once you were betrothed to some man or some woman, it was, you know, the done deal. You were pretty much going to marry that person. You'd stay at your dad's house, and then once you're married, you move into the house with them. Like that's just the way it was. So tonight, as we talk about these principles, I just want you to remember their principles. I think the first one we start with first, but the others, I think they can move around. Like it's not a step. So here's the first thing, and, and you, you guys know this, and it's probably what you should start with. It's the, the very first principle is this, that you need to date prayerfully. Maybe you never thought of that. Maybe that's why things fall apart, right? Maybe we, we, we haven't prayed about it. Why begin there? Why do we begin with prayer? Why do we begin any situation with prayer? It's always the best place to start because here's what it does. It invites God into anything. You could put this to anything. If you're worried about school, inviting God into school life, like that's a really good thing. If there's drama in your life, hey, inviting God into that. When we pray, we invite him, we're inviting him in to say, hey, this is going on. This is what's happening. And when we invite him into dating, it's a really good thing before we get there, like invite him into that. Like it'd be a good thing for him to be a part of it. I mean, do you trust God with your dating life? Then invite him into it. Just invite him in. Man, I did this a long, long time ago, before I even knew my wife, Sarah. Like probably when I was uh, a freshman in college, I just started praying uh, for my future wife. Just started praying. I get out my prayer journal. I'm like, hey, whatever she's at, God, just watch over her, take care of her, you know, just pray for her. Like I started early. And here's the thing. I know my parents before that, my mom told me when I was a, you know, a younger guy, I'm, like I'm a middle school guy. She's like, I'm already praying for your wife. I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? Gross. I don't even like girls. What are you talking? Like, you know, just one of those moments. Uh, but here's the thing. I begin to pray for my, my daughters and sons already. Like, man, because it's such an important thing. Like, I want them to be with the right person. It's so important that I would pray ahead of time for that. Uh, on the day I proposed to my wife, uh, after I proposed to her, I gave her this book, and I t- made this really nice book. Uh, and, and I took all of my journals, my prayer journals, and I cut out the sections when I prayed for my wife. And I put them in there for her, and she was just like days reading, like it was just a cool moment. Because here's what happens when we invite God in. Really cool things can happen. What would happen? I know the last relationship you've been in maybe didn't. It didn't go well. What would happen if you just invite God in prayer? And I'm not saying every relationship's going to go great when you pray. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But when God's in the mix, it helps a lot of things go better. Even when breakup happens, it helps when he's in the mix. Like, it's just something. we got to invite him in. Uh, the next couple few, I want to talk about this. I want to uh, talk about this word clarity. And this word clarity is a really important word, and it's the one that we don't do very well, I don't think, a lot of times, at least in this culture, as I'm watching it and, and reading what people write and hearing about these kinds of things. Uh, clarity is simply this. Like we, we talked about this, like you're running along chasing after God. We talked about that a couple weeks ago when we're praying about finding someone who is also running after God and kind of looking at that person. And then we come to this like you're along at the same pace and they seem kind of cool and they seem like they're chasing after God and they're kind of cute, you know, like so you're like, well, what do I do next? What is the next thing uh, I should do? Now, you know, in current dating, there seems to be a lot of anxiety with this. Clarity on are we dating or are we not? I hear a lot of people that, that, that moan about like we're just hanging out and I don't really know if, if we're like are we, is this really a relationship or are we just hanging out? He just asked me to hang out all the time and I don't really know if that, like are we to, 
together and there's all this anxiety that comes up like what are we like what who are we really are we dating is this official is he really interested in me or is she really interested in me or are we just hanging out like there's there's a lot of time I, I keep hearing about like there's no clarity in relationships anymore and I think it's important to do you know Proverbs 24 26 says this an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips Ephesians 4 talks about speaking the truth in love and that's what we want in relationships is truth and want honesty. And so what we're going to talk about here really, really quickly is, is clarity. And, and, and the first one is this. We want to initiate with clarity. And this will help us have a lot of less anxiety. And, and here's the problem. A gentleman, this many times, uh, as it comes to our culture, is on us. We are called to be the initiators. Maybe you didn't know that. Maybe uh, 10 years from now when you begin today, you're going to remember back and like, man, I remember Brian saying, I'm the one who is the initiator of the relationship. Like, I, hey, you walk up to him and say, I, I, you know, we've been friends for a while. I'm wondering if we could go do something. Like, usually you are the initiator is just the way it goes. Statistics say this, that only 12% of women have ever, you know, been the initiator in a relationship. Like, we're the ones, guys, who, our culture and whatever you believe about, you know, the roles of men and women, like, we are the ones that kind of do that. And all data continues to say this and suggest that women really want, girls really want the guy to be the person to initiate it. They don't want to have to do that. Like, we're called to be the one to initiate it. Uh, more in-depth research says this. Like, these are some, these are some life tip fellas. Like, you need to listen up. They like, at least this research that I've read, it says this. They prefer to be asked out in person. I know that's a little scary, right, guys? We got to face the music. They say text is the next, and some said they don't really like that. Uh, and then Nux said calling them on the phone is third place, and research says that some don't even like that. So if you want, like, the number one thing, like, guys, it, you, you are the one to initiate, and we initiate with clarity. We don't say, hey, you want to come hang out. Like, we really want to initiate with clarity. You know, like, uh, girls many times don't want to be asked to hang out. They want clarity. Like, what are we? Is this uh, just hanging out could be anything. Like, can you give me a little clarity? <clears throat> So, so you make some clarity there, and you say, hey, I would like to invite you out to go here or there, um, just you and I or with this group of people, like giving clarity to the situation. Make some clarity in the initial, in the initial ask. Make some clarity there that you are interested in this person because clarity, it just helps what's going to go on. The second one is this, give clarity to the relationship. Give some clarity to the relationship. And this is kind of what we've been talking about. It's defining the relationship. Like uh, if you want to pursue someone, is this a real dating relationship? Then you have to kind of define the relationship. Uh, my first date with my wife, we went to uh, Chili's and we went and we walked in the park after that. And I made it really clear that night with clarity, hey, I would like to take you out on a date to uh, let's go eat some food and then we'll do something afterwards. And I made it really clear as we're walking in the park and even at dinner that night, like, hey, I've been for, for a long time, you know, I've been watching you, girl. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say it like that. Come on. <laughs> I didn't put that in the notes. I probably should have left that out, huh? That was gross. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, here's what I did. I sat down with her and we enjoyed a wonderful dinner at the romantic place of Chili's. All right? 
And then, you know, I just said, kind of like that. Hey, for a long time, I've really been kind of evaluating and, you know, watching you and seeing who you are. And I said, I'd really like to make this an exclusive type thing. Like, Like we talked about that at the end of the date, she knew with clarity, with clarity, I wasn't like, why don't we hang out for a while? Why don't we hang out again next week? No, I wanted some clarity in the relationship because uh, uh, it just helps kind of know where we're going to go. Helps our, our mind and our heart know where it's going to go with some clarity. We want truth. We want to be people who speak truth. We want to be honest people. Like, that's what we do. I mean, maybe at the end of the, when, when you guys hang out, maybe you say something like this, tonight was fun. Can we do this again? Giving some clarity, not just leaving people on the hook, you know, giving some clarity to it. When it comes to clarity, it just happens that way. We need to define the relationship. I hear a lot of people, well, they'll, they'll go out with someone and then they get uh, what's called ghosted. That's where somebody like you, you think everything is good and they never text you back. They never return a call. They never do anything like that. It's something that happens a lot in our culture. Like, don't be that. That's, there's no clarity in ghosting. It just, it's, there's no clarity at all. I would tell you this, the next people that you need to give some clarity to are some people close to you. You need to give some clarity to the people close to you. For some reason, sometimes we don't like to do this. We like to keep it on the down low. We don't like to tell people that we're, we're dating this person or that person, and many times that person uh, or, or those people is many times it's our parents, right? Well, they're going to tease me. They're going to ask me 40 questions about him or her. It's going to be really awkward because they're going to ask all these questions. But here's the thing. We, we really shouldn't hide a relationship from anyone. When we hide things, it's really usually not a good thing, right? There's something sneaky, shameful. It's just it's not what we want to do. We don't want to hide things. And many times what we like to do is we like to hide these from parents. Sometimes we like to hide them from friends that we're, you know, seeing this person, dating this person, whatever it may be. And hiding things just never looks good. I mean, it's better that your parents find out from you than, like, picking up your phone and, like, it goes off and they, it's ringing and then you see the text and they're like, how's your day going, baby? And, like, what? Who's, who is texting you baby? Like, who in the world's calling you baby? Like, it, it's better that you would just talk with them. Like, <clears throat> A really quick pro tip, talking with parents is important when it comes to dating. Now, I know you think they're old, but here's the thing. They've walked through this before. They're, they're probably, most parents, not every parent, are probably a very, very good resource. I know a lot of your parents, and they're, they'd be a good resource. And some parents are going to have rules and guidelines and regulations, but that's why we talk about it. That's why we want clarity. Clarity is a really important thing because it helps a lot of things. If you're clear at the outset, it helps a lot of things. Last thing about clarity is this. Um, you need to say no with clarity. If you are not interested, would you please just say so? I mean, don't drag some, somebody on. Don't lead someone on. Don't act like you like them just because you're afraid to tell them no or any of that. Like, say it with clarity like, hey, you're a really nice guy or girl, but I'm just, it's just really not a good time for me. Uh, it, it, I, I, I just, yeah, I'm not interested. Just tell them with clarity instead of hanging, you know, keeping them on the, on the line for a really long time, you know. Like, don't get into something that you're not ready for or interested in. Just say no or say uh, no thank you or uh, not right now. Uh, give them clarity and, and move on. Last thing I want to talk about tonight is this community. When it comes to how to date, I think community is a really, really important thing. You see, it's wise to let other people who you know and who you love and who know you and who may know them speak into your relationship. 
It says this in Proverbs eleven fourteen. Where there's no guidance, a people falls, but an abundance of counselors, there's safety there. See, here's what happens in romantic relationships when, when you get there. You don't think clearly. Like you were in this fog. Like Cupid hits you with the arrow and you were like, you can't think clearly, you can't think straight a lot of times, and sometimes our decision-making is not the greatest. It just happens that way. It just does that. Like with community, here's what I, I love. And I was joking with a couple that's usually here, they're not here tonight, but I was joking with a couple who was here a couple of weeks ago, and he said, he was talking to me a little bit about it. He said they just started dating, and he went and he asked her dad if he could date his daughter. I was like, man, I, I love that. You know, it says a lot about that young man. It says a lot about how much he respects this girl and likes this girl, that he's willing to step up to the plate and talk with, with dad. That he's not afraid to step out on, on the limb and put himself out there for her. It says a lot about this dad and her daughter and then their relationship, you know. It's clarity. It's respect. There's a stand-up guy that's not trying to just sneak around uh, and, and date my daughter or date my son. Like, he, this, this, this guy stepped up, and he's like, I really like that. Like, he, they, he started off on a really good foot with the parents, and, like, it's a really, really good thing. I think it's a, it's a cool thing with clarity and community there. And when talking about community, it's a really important thing. Like, we should not date uh, and, and, and no one knows about it. There are some times where we need to speak into our friend's life because they've they're dating someone and you can just like their world's falling apart and I know you've seen it. Well, they're just they're, they're dragged down. They're they're not the same person anymore. Or they choose a really uh, they choose some jerk to date and you're like, what are you doing? Why? Because we need community around us. Parents need to be able to look and say, well, you know, why are you dating this or that? And they could be just the opposite. A lot of friends are like, this is great, great guy, great girl, this is okay. And there's a lot of times parents are the same way. Well, like, I really like them. They're a really great person. Like, I'm totally behind this. Like, I'm, I'm for this. And, like, we don't want to date in isolation. We want to date in community. There was something uh, probably, it's, it's not as... Um, popular as it used to be, uh, but there was this thing where it was a it kind of dating and community. It was, it's called courting. Maybe you've heard this on, on, you know, some older shows, but it's still around. It still happens today. It used to happen much more often. I, I really like the thought of it. Uh, the guy would come over to the house, and he'd come over to the girl's house, and he would just really, for the first little bit, he would court the girl, which means he would come over and have dinner. They'd come over and play a game. Whatever it is, they would hang out at the house together so the family could get a vibe for, for this dude. Like, do I want to let you go out in a car with my, my daughter? Like, it was this courting thing where you're kind of figuring this out, and the parents would kind of give the green light. And it would it'd be, yeah, you, you can date my daughter like this would be one of those things and, and what I like about that there's an evaluation there's safety there it's it's you know you would just kind of do that this way and I know this all sounds some of you are like dude you are so stinking old school why in the world would you want to even put any of this into practice just find somebody who's cute and date them and here's the thing I know it's different I know clarity and community, are, they're, they're tough to, do, to be around and being around parents and being around friends and, and making these tough calls. But here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to tell you. 
You can date like everybody else and get the same results as every other dating relationship. Or, I mean, do you really want to be like everybody else when it comes to how they date? I mean, do you really want to, do you really find yourself in those same traps and the same, here's the thing, you can choose something different. You can choose something wiser. You can choose something more godly. You can choose something that's different. And here's the, res- the, the results are probably going to be a lot different. Often we like to remove the important voices from our dating relationships and let nobody speak into them. We need community when we date. I want to encourage you to get around some people who you trust and, and let them speak wisdom of, of how is this process going? Is this something? It could save you a lot of heartache, a lot of heartache. Don't eliminate the people that know you best. Don't do that. So it's a really dumb thing to do. Don't quiet the most important voices in this process. It's just not wise. Last thing I would say about community is I really think you should probably, especially at this age, I think dating in community is a really important thing. Like you should date in packs. Like you should go out with other couples. You should you and your uh, boyfriend or girlfriend go out with other groups of people. I think it's a really smart thing. Uh, double dates are a good thing. I think it's really smart. It's really wise. I think it's really safe. Uh, and it, here's the thing. It's just do you want to have a relationship like nobody else has or do you want to have a relationship like everybody else has like a story from 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 my past it's uh sarah and i when we began to date i was 24 years old and i had my own house my own place i was right across the street from the church that i worked at and in, in, in uh, florida and, uh, you know, kind of that first date, I, I brought up some really awkward things because I just want, I wanted clarity. That's how serious I was about this young lady. I, I was like, uh, this ain't, I ain't playing around. I, I would like some real clarity because this is a, a girl that I'm very, very interested in. And I just told her, I said, hey, one of the things about this relationship as we were talking, you know, and walking that night, I just said, hey, I, I know I have my own house, but I don't ever want to be there alone at my house. Now, I'm a grown man. I'm 24 years old. I, I, I am a grown man, you know, I, but I wanted to give some real clarity on our first date because here's what I believed. I believe that God's, you know, best, and we'll, we're going to talk about purity a little later next week, actually, that God's best, that, that sex is, be, is best for marriage. And I respect her and I respect God. And I just wanted to, I wanted to live a clear example for the youth and the students that I was ministering to when I was 24 years old, you know. And here's the thing, Brian, why? What the heck? You have your own place, man. Just invite her over. It's very simple. You see, I didn't want the same results as everybody else. I wanted to do things different. I just didn't want those same results. I wanted to set example for the students that were watching me and this new girl that I'm dating, you know, in this relationship. I wanted to see two people that were chasing after Jesus. And here's the thing. Do you want the same results as all the other relationships that are going on in your middle and your high school around you? Or do you want something better? Then we have to put some wise principles into our lives to get there. If we do it just like everybody else, we're going to end up like everybody else. We have to do things differently and put some of these principles into our lives. You know, we have to work on becoming, like work on you first. We Then we have to evaluate and would say, is this someone I should date? Like that's an important thing to do. We don't just say yes to everybody who asks us out. Do they love Jesus? Am I settling? We need to prayerfully with, care, with clarity in, in 
community. Begin to work through that. And then we're going to continue to talk next week about purity in the dating relationship. And here's the thing. Jesus loves these kind of principles we're talking about. Jesus loved clarity. It's really easy when you read through the Bible, when you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, where Jesus is talking, to see what he says. There's a lot of clarity there that he loves us. There's a lot of clarity that he went to the cross. He's really clear. And here's the other thing. Jesus loves community. That's why he made the church. That's why we're here tonight. He made community. He walked around with with 10 guys who were his community. He started the church to be a community. Jesus loves clarity. He loves community. It's something he's about. Why? Because they work in relationships. They just do. Next week, we're going to talk a little about purity. And we're going to talk about sex and just know it's going to be PG. We're just going to look at God's plan for, for, for sex. That's just what we're going to look at. Uh, there's not going to be any, any pictures or videos or anything like that. It's just going to be we're going to talk about what God's plan for sex. Like where is that supposed to happen? What relationship is that supposed to happen in? It's just what we're going to look at and see what God, the, the Bible, has to say about it. I'm going to pray, uh, and then we're going to see if we have any questions tonight. Uh, and if not, we'll uh, move on to the next thing. Let's pray. Father, thanks so much for tonight, and I know I've rattled on and on up here, God, and I pray <clears throat> that people, whenever it's time, whenever they say, you know what, I'm mature enough, and I found someone who I believe uh, loves you, God, and who, who, who kind of meets those things, that when we jump in, that we remember some of these principles that you have in your word. Like we just date with some clarity so we kind of know where we stand and know how important the other person is and what they mean to us and if this is official and if this is not. Like that's a, it's an important thing to be honest with people and not just be a player or, or, or drag people along. Like that's just not how we want to do things. And God, I pray that we lean on our community. That sometimes when we get foggy, like we listen to the wisdom of the other people around us, like parents and friends and and things like that, that we lean on those things. And I pray, God, that we would do things differently so that we would get different results. God, I pray uh, for these students as they continue to make choices, that you just give them wisdom to do that, and they trust you in the process. God, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.